Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special back-in-time 1940s edition of Beer-tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin. This is Mark. And I'm Justin, and I'm slightly ashamed. <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> we, we, sh- we shame Justin on a regular basis. Uh, but No, but specifically because he forgot to bring glass when he picked up this beer. And uh, again with us, everybody. Shame. Uh-huh. That, that's twice in a row now, buddy. Yeah, but I do have an entire 24 set of 32-ounce growlers now. All <laughs> very limited edition. That's right. Now that you have them available to you, you just need to make sure to carry them with you at all times. Yeah, so you should really just ready to go. leave at least three in your trunk at all times. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down to my Unabomber woodshop, and I'm going to build the coolest three-pack holder of all time it's not going to be like in a row it's going to be out of wood probably pallet wood because it's free and cheap and I like free, free it can't good. be cheaper than free <laughs> good point solid point a gift no gifts have gifts uh, no, no. no gifts are never free that's true santa claus expects something yeah fucking Ooh. cookie <laughs> cookie whore that's what you hope so i'm gonna build a really cool growler holder i'll post it on our uh, instagram when i'm done check back uh i'd say probably sometime around 2019 because i finished building my son's changing table when he was six months old so and now he's a year and a half so you had it it, it was there it was ready to go we still change him on it in there fact you know what i loved it so beautiful i'm gonna change myself on it at some point uh, I, i'm glad you have your i don't want to know about your bedroom habits with your wife honestly i'm glad that you think that that's going to be structurally sound for you because <laughs> i'm not trying to be mean but you're a little bit bigger than a six-month-old that's true he he is uh he's a very stout 20-month-old now though so like you know he's got some he's got some thickness to he, him. he doesn't come from small stock i understand that <laughs> all right so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about 1940s so 1940s brewing company was uh founded back in 2014 when a home brewer of a uh, from the same group that Mark, you're part of, right? What what group is that again? Uh, It's Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts. All right. Um, A gentleman by the name of Charlie Becker decided to make a jump into the uh, professional brewing realm. Um, Becker is a third-generation brewer, as Charlie's father and his great-grandfather both worked in the industry. His uh, father worked for Rheingold Brewing for 41 years and graduated from the uh, American Brewing Academy in 1940. Hence the name of the uh, brewery. Um, he was working as part of a Taste of Long Island group for a year or so, and uh, was perfecting the recipes and getting them up to scale for uh, production size as opposed to homebrew size. And uh, brought in fellow brewer John Brengel. Uh, for almost a year and a half, they brewed on a three-barrel system, dialing in all their recipes, and I believe they're up to a five-barrel system now. And some of their most popular beers are their uh, Hefe and Justice Hefeweizen, their Arsenal IPA, and I know amongst us, their Michelle Jean Cezanne is one of their uh, personal favorites of you two guys. Yeah, it's very, very tasty. Now, uh, since Justin was uh, out that way, why don't you let us know which beers that you have uh, picked up from them today? So I picked up uh, one of our favorites, the Sinner's Mass Milk Stout. Excellent beer. Big yeah. fan. 
Um, and two of their uh, least new to me beers. I'm not sure when they hit the menu, but um, our our friend Michelle over there did let me know uh, when I asked her which uh, which beers were on the board that the, these two were pretty new. The uh, Starboard Down Irish Red Ale and the Haymaker Rye. All right, and uh, we should give Michelle a shout out. She uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the Brew Babe, correct? correct on Instagram. Yeah, yeah on Instagram. We'll, and then Instagram. we'll give her a, a link in the show notes there. But she's a uh, She's very active in the beer community as well. Yeah, she has her own uh, blog website called The Outcasks. Right. Outcasks? Casks, yes. Ah, very clever. Yeah. Very clever. Um, so the Haymaker is a rye, you said, right? And I think that's the one that we're going to start with. Yes, it's a. Uh, they, they call it a, a session rye up on the board. The, uh, the flavor text is a session rye with slight banana and clove aroma. Okay. Now, Mark, do you know anything about the banana aroma that i mean i know sometimes it's intentional sometimes it's not do you know what it comes from is it just the phenol that it develops yeah it's a uh yeast fermentation byproduct of uh well uh usually or most specifically from like hefeweizen yeast strains okay are the ones that are most prevalent in generating it all right sounds good um pouring this guy out we got uh since we since justin had to buy new glass um hence the shame yeah and the shame um they're all in the little growlet size uh packages we pour this out it's a light amber color not much head to speak of but um i'm seeing a little bit of effervescence in there but i'm not seeing anything that makes me go um you know like champagne level or anything like that no no nothing like that but i I love how it smells yeah it's got a great aroma can you uh can you identify that for me it's sweet, and then uh, I think the the rest of it in there is the rye. I mean, even with how congested I am right now, I can even smell that there's. Sh- I can at least get a sweet sense. Yeah, it definitely has malty aroma, and, and uh, I just took a sip, and this it's quite tasty. This it's fantastic, very clean. We you take you you do taste the clove. I do get you know, a slight, very slight banana, but it it kind of it goes away. You swallow it; it doesn't sit in my tongue. Yeah, and uh, there is a little like hint of pepperiness there from the rye as well. It's really nice. Yeah, I I really like rye. I think rye is one of those. Uh, it's just one of those grains that when you include it in there, it adds a nice little change of pace flavor to it. And I, a lot of times, if I see a rye on a board, I'm gonna at least give it a try. I make sure I include it as one of my flight beers. Yeah, and we don't have it today, but that's why I'm also a big fan of uh, 1940s 838, which is a Roggen beer. And just by the fact that they have a Roggen beer at a hall, like, you know, one, the first time I went there and I saw they had a Roggen beer, I was like, I like this place. Now, w- why don't you enlighten us as to what specifically a Roggen beer would be? So a Roggen beer is uh, a German variation on a Hefeweizen that is made using rye malt instead of wheat malt. Okay, so it's – now, in a Hefe, it's – it's only wheat, right? There's no barley in there? No, hefes are usually like 50-50 barley and wheat. Okay, so this Rogan would be 50-50 rye and wheat then. Yeah. Or uh, rye and barley, sorry. Or it I might be like there. 60% barley, 40% rye or something like that. But oh. yeah, it's, it's rye instead of wheat. And, it, and I think it's one of those things that comes down to it. It's like, well, they grew rye in this region, so that's what they used. Yeah, and, and that's something that you look around and – it's one of those – I'm a big history nerd, as you guys know. And, I mean, I, I, one of the things that always appealed to me is 
learning the cultural variate the regional variations on things due to climate due to just little changes of why you might do something a little different than i would living in a different region yeah whether it's climate whether it's culture what whether it's because you're on a mountain or because you're next to the water all these different little things that make the make the same idea be expressed in a different manner i think it's really cool yeah, the, that whole innovation out of necessity thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to phrase it. Thank you for simplifying my really convoluted thought there. <laughs> I very rarely simplify anything, as Bark would tell you. He went crab fishing with me, and I pretty much tried the most difficult way to get the crab out of the trap possible. Yeah. yeah. Let's use the stick. Hold on, i got to grab its back foot and then use the stick and push yeah. it around. Then Mark comes in with his chicken leg and his string, and he's just like, Whoop, there we go, Whoop, there we go. Yeah, it's a, I'm, a, I'm usually a, a complicated individual. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that this is a a, a very low for us, and this is going to be a theme for the episode, very low ABV beer. If anybody listened to uh, episode 16, everyone knows what high ABV beer does to our podcast. Yeah, it just spirals out of control <laughs> like a fiery plane crash. Don't podcast drunk. <laughs> but um, I really like this beer, and it's got – a little bit of bite but and not unpleasant bite it doesn't it's not a malty it's not a uh, a hoppy bite but it's just got that little bit of kick into it that you get like when you have rye bread or a sourdough bread and i'm i'm a big fan and as far as ratings go i think i'm gonna go with this one for a growler on it yeah because I'm, it's just i want to keep drinking it i'm in agreement with you there kevin it's definitely uh it's very crisp and it wants me it makes me want to come back for more, and I'm certainly going to do that. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're. Uh, this is a unanimous growler. The uh, you don't see a lot of rye, at least not from. I haven't seen a lot of rye beers from um, the the local breweries. I've definitely seen others. This isn't the only one. Right. And obviously, they have their 838 as well. And I can't remember which which one or which brewery. I know I've seen others, but I'd like to see how rye incorporates into um, you know other other styles to try to maybe hit that pepperiness. Um, in that area, I don't know if that's a, a an allowed thing, quote unquote, but uh, it'd be interesting to try to bring that flavor into some other uh, styles. Well, that's why we put rye in our uh, our uh, blueberry chili beer. Uh, oh yeah, you mean the one we had to brew a whole other beer to mix with it because after we tasted it, it was so tart our faces exploded. Now I, I wouldn't say our faces exploded, but it was. I certainly... don't think we've really updated uh, our fantastic listenership on that. Like, did, what was uh when we tried? When did we? Uh, when did you guys try that? Because I don't. I think I tried it after you guys. No, we we tried it. No, time. yeah. Oh, so Christmas Eve taco, taco night. Okay. I pulled the sample and shoved it in everybody's face to try to get a consensus because I had tasted it before myself and uh, was like, "Wow, that's tart." I think we overdid the blueberries. Yeah, for for Mark and I to say something is is too tart is it's definitely yeah, definitely I, too tart. I had thought you guys tried it separately before I got a chance to try it on Christmas no, Eve. No, I had but... tasted it myself like maybe a month and a half ago. And, uh... A month and a half ago, you thought it was too tart? Yeah. Oh, boy. So, so what's the so what's the secondary beer that you brewed to mix with it then? Yeah, so on New Year's Eve, Justin uh, came over and uh, we brewed basically the same base beer again that uh, fermented it out with... Uh, Safel USO5, and also uh, some uh, Britannomyces. And my idea is 
the Britannomyces can chew through whatever sugars the USO5 wasn't able to eat and dry out the beers. So that way, when we start blending that in with the, our blueberry base beer, we don't get additional souring from the bacteria culture in the blueberry beer. Now, run that by me. What's the something something O5 there? Because that's a little deep for the tech speak for me. I don't really understand what you're talking about there. It's uh, uh, so it's Safel's the brand. Okay. And and that's a yeast brand. Yes. Okay. And it's strain USO5, which is basically a generic American clean ale yeast. Okay. I didn't realize what you were saying, Staff Ale. I didn't know it was a uh, Saf. S-A-F. Not staff. No. no staff. No. 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 We don't want staphylococcus at all. Don't don't ferment alcohol with staphylococcus, kids. Bad idea. The the milk the funk would wouldn't even approve of that. No, nobody would. I don't Probably think. not. No. <laughs> so when we what I can't remember about the original brew is did we did we hop the original brew at no. all? No, no hops used. Yeah, right. Because I knew we didn't the second time. Yeah, there was no hops the first time either. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's it's also interesting to. You know, being that we're trying to make a sour, do something that a lot of companies that make sours or anyone who makes a kind of a large batch of sours does, having to mix and kind of match to, to get the flavor we're looking for. Yeah, so when uh, we got to let the the blender sit for a little while, make sure that uh, the gravity on that comes down as close to one as it'll get before we start blending. Otherwise, we're going to end up with additional sourness, sourness like I said. But... Uh, once we get there, we can uh, blend the two together till we get to the point where the tartness is just right, and then we can add our chilies and bottle that sucker up. Now, Mark, have you ever blended beers before? No, this is going to be the first attempt, so hopefully we won't fuck it up. No, I mean, it's. I think it's a worthwhile experiment. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to trying it out. Uh, New Year's, I wasn't quite, uh, I wasn't around, I was out of town for uh, New Year's, so I didn't get to enjoy the, the, uh, the development process there but um you know it sounds like you're on the way to making something really interesting and i'm always looking forward to try out whatever it is that you guys create I'm, i can hope i'm really pumped to uh to, to get the chili into it like that's the part that i'm looking forward to right taking a little sample putting the chili in and mixing it around seeing if we like how it tastes and then the final version of mixing a vast amount of the chili into, now have you guys uh, started beer. making the tinctures of the chilies yet yeah, that, those have been marinating for a while now. We've got uh, one mason jar with uh, habaneros in it with some vodka. That's uh, The vodka now has a nice sort of very faint pinkish hue from the color it's leached out of the habaneros. Right. Yeah, we, I think that, I think the, while I was over and we were waiting for a boil to happen, we smelled the uh, the tinctures a little bit. And yeah. It, uh, yeah, my eyes teared a little on that one. Yeah, and then, and then we've got a, another one that is with anchos in it and uh it the the vodka in that one has gone completely black it's taken all the you know all the color from the anchos that one smells amazing though and i can't wait to uh put that in the beer yeah i I have a feeling that when it was when mark and i were first discussing beer and even after that i think mark is desperately wanting to use the anchos not desperately that's probably not the word but i think mark mark's pick originally just off the top of his head probably would have been ancho is that right? No, but I, I also I like more heat, right? 
then uh, you get out of anchos, hence the habaneros. So we'll come up with some blend of the two. And That's right where I was going to go. I was going to say, and I've been really looking forward to trying the habaneros. So I was, I, my hope was that we could potentially combine the two because I love the smokiness of an ancho. But, you know, um, my favorite uh, beer with the chili in it that I've ever had is from uh, from Barrier, actually. It's the, the Hot Burn and Love, which I'm hoping they, they usually come out with it around my birthday, which is coming up. Yeah, so I'm hoping the, uh, the Founders one? No, no. My favorite is that Hot Burn and Love. It's the first one I've ever had that, that actually had a, um, a real heat on What's the back. What's the Founders one that you guys love? The mango, mango Magnifico, or oh, yeah, yeah the that's mango very Magnifico. good too. That one's pretty good. I know you guys are a big fan of that one. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's, it's, it's good. I just don't love it as much as you guys do. Another good one. I don't, what's the company that does Arrogant Bastard? Stone, Stone, Stone. Yeah. Stone does one called Crime, that has uh, that has a chili in it, and um, it uh, that one borders on too hot for me. Yeah, at some point in time, I get. I think we're going to have to do a shotgun episode of. I forget which brewery produces it too, but the Ghostface Killer. Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt. Especially considering I I did the Ghostface Killer challenge at a at a at a local place. That's what they call it. Yeah, uh, we talked about hot, that one. Yeah, hot, yeah the, oh yeah, at Aruga's the hot wing challenge. Yeah, so uh, they'll have to have the beer that fits with it. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there actually are ghost peppers in Ghostface. Calm Killer. down. I'm down. I'm growing Carolina Reapers this year, as long as the uh, the uh, starters I have are still good. So maybe we could put Carolina Reaper in a beer. No. no let's no. not do it. No. no. That's a, it's that's a terrible a poor, idea. I'm going to say that that's a poor life choice. I'm going to grow them to see, if I, to see if the deer will eat them and potentially you know, limp off into the woods <laughs> just, and you, die slowly. I, you're just going to use that as your, uh, as your new deer deterrent. <laughs> that's going to be planted just outside the fence. There you go. What is this? <laughs> Some poor deer comes along, puts his little deer lips through the Carolina Reaper, and then boom, its ass is bleeding and it's running away. Yeah. Yes. That was very well done. Thank you. I All right. I'm going to call uh, Ben Affleck and tell him he needs to sign you to a deal immediately. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, we're gonna move Marissa on to our Tomei. next beer here. What's that? Marissa Tomei. Yes. Yeah, that's where I – thank you, Mark. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. But sure, Ben Affleck's cool. I'd like to meet Batman. Well, yeah, I guess. All right. So hey, your mother's name is Martha. <laughs> I just what's named, our second beer? Just I named I named a, <laughs> just named an actor. That's all I did. I know. Now, now there's more shame. I had shame from the from now. I just feel shame. There's gonna be shame all over your. That's face. That's what we're gonna name our beer. Shame, shame all over your face. <laughs> yes. yes. Shame on your face. Okay, so uh, well, let's move on to our next beer. I will I will sit quietly in my shame. So our next beer is the uh, the Starboard Down Irish Red Ale. This is also uh, one of their uh, newer ones and also very new to us. It, it's pretty dark. Yeah, it is. It's the color of a brown bottle is really what, you know, I think it's a, you know, beer bottle color. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, fairly accurate, I would say. But uh, Irish Reds, um, you know, are pretty good. I remember, uh, you know, Early on in my beer drinking experience of trying out uh, the classic Killian's Irish Red, which is a uh, yeah, which was a decent beer. It was at least a change of pace from uh, drinking Labatt's or drinking something else like that. Yeah, especially considering you were like super close to Canada. I went to school in Oswego. It's just, right. It's, it's the super mistake close to on Canada. the lake. <laughs> it's right there, but it's really like three hours from Canada either way. I, I know. It's just it's but it's just compared to where we are right now, like to Canada. me, it's Canada. It, yeah, it but really this is. time of year, you could just walk across the lake. I, you know what? You can only walk about a quarter of a mile out of the lake. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, yeah, true. All right, the Great Lakes. But it's really cool 
where Damn, Coast Guard the waves start to freeze, and it looks kind of like the uh, the Fortress of Solitude, oh. the uh, you know Superman's whatever thing, you know, where it just like is all these like frozen peaks, and I'm making motions with my hands that you guys obviously can't see, but it's it looks really like cool. he's doing a princess wave. To be perfectly honest with you, yes, I I double the, the queen sometimes. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna drink my beer and shut up now. I uh, I had a little a little taste, and I think Killian's Irish Red is a, a pretty uh, it's a pretty good an- analogy. It's a little lighter than that for me. I haven't had it in a while. I'm trying to kind of channel my younger self and remember it, but it's it's a really I know the theme so far has been clean. It's very it is very clean. I, I enjoy it. It's it has a it has a uh, a light flavor. I I can't quite identify it. It it definitely has that sort of. Uh slightly assertive bitterness at the back end that Irish Reds have, but it's not uh, unpleasant at all. Uh, I would say it's appropriate, and it's quite tasty. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really... I do. I guess I see... I, I do have the, the bitterness, but it is definitely not a, a harsh bitterness. It's, it's not something that's unpleasant for me at all, you know, being that I'm very sensitive to that flavor. No, but it definitely cleans off the palate from the, the sweetness that's also present here and makes you ready for another sip yeah it's definitely a clean drinking beer it's light it's lightish in flavor i'll say um i don't get any really assertive flavors on either end of the spectrum you get a little bit of hot bite like you normally do with an irish red but um it's i think it's a good easy drinking beer that you could you know definitely session with if you want to but it's also just, hey, I'm stopping in for a, a beer and a pint. What, speak, going back to those college days, when I was on my way home from student teaching all the time, one of the guys I was student teaching with, we would stop on the way home for a beer and a pint. Uh, a beer. beer and a, pint. <laughs> hey, uh, a beer and a shot. And pause for, you know, pause for, you know, 20 minutes, you know, on the drive home. It was about an hour and 10 minute drive home. Drink responsibly, kids. Right. So we would have a beer. We'd have a shot. And relax a little bit and i could definitely be having one of these or having one of these with lunch and not feel bad about going back to work because i wasn't going to be destroyed yeah i mean it's uh it's 6.1 percent which is actually oddly enough for us going to be the highest abv beer that we drink today wow which means we're going to get all the way through this podcast guys it's gonna be awesome (laughs) but i i like this one and uh i guess to start off the ratings on it i'm gonna go with a bomber on this one um it's good i want to have more than one but i don't think the flavors are really that intriguing to me that i want to keep drinking it or that i'm really enthralled by it but i this is a this is a daily drinker this is an everyday beer it's not something it's not a special occasion beer it's just a I'm having a beer. beer. Yeah, it's a, it, which is you know a, a kind of an accomplishment in and of itself, especially with I mean a lot of the beers that we have on the podcast, especially if you, if you listen to the uh, holiday the, edition, the, yeah, the ho- special the New Year's holiday extravaganza that we did. Um, we dressed up like Wookies and drank ten uh, percent beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it, it it's nice to uh, to have something where you can go and like you said, hang out. And, and have have this have a beer and also not um you know if again if you're gonna go out with some one of your friends who's not a craft beer guy you show up to a you know a brewery and you kind of sit down and there's all this wording all over the board IPA saison you know all yeah. these things and you can say hey look you know Killians that's yeah. like it's like, kind of like that but better 
Yeah, exactly. And you can have it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a pint on this. That's not to say that I don't like it. It's bad. It's just because I like so many of 1940s beers. If I'm there, I'm gonna have a pint of this, and then I'm gonna want to have a pint of another one of the beers that I love because there are so many and they're that good. I yeah, uh, that is that is well said. It's gonna be a pint for me because I prefer a more complex beer. I I want something that and complex isn't even really the right word. It's more funky interesting like i tended i tend to drink very strange yeah i i think that's something that we all kind of do now like the three of us we all kind of are we've had a lot of different beers so we're looking for something that's a little bit different and a little more intriguing even this but this is this is a nice drinking beer yeah i mean i didn't i didn't really you know i know uh, you know some people you know you go to parties in college and stuff and you're you're drinking beer i was never my thing if i went to parties in college i drank mixed drinks so now that i i enjoy beer i enjoy beer because of the additional flavors and oddities out there so that's why i don't want anybody to take my pint as a a negative for this uh the starboard starboard down i think that it's a a, probably a very very good example of that beer and and tasted great absolutely um but a beer that I'm am excited to get to. I'm really excited. I don't I don't think I've had the Starboard down. I've been out to 1940s I think twice or three times now. I I haven't had. I may have had it in a sampler, but I don't think I had had it before. I don't think so. I think it's it's pretty new. But this one that we're having next, the uh, what is this one? This is the Sinner's Mass Milk Stout. This is one that I'm very excited for. I think I've made it clear that milk stouts and stouts are kind of the beers that I always love and. Last time we were out there, they had the Sinner's Mass on a nitro, and it was very, very good. This so is, uh, what's you know, the details on it? We're going to close it out with 5.8% ABV, and this is a milk style with a taste of vanilla. There you go. It definitely, you get the vanilla in the nose for sure. Yeah, that's A little that's bit definite. of roastiness as well. It's, you know, it's stout. It's black. I cannot see my hand through the glass. It's very low on the carbonation, but it's that's what it's supposed to be. And I'm going to go in for a sip, so one of you other guys yeah. talk. Um, it's got a nice uh, dark tan head to it as well. And taste and tasting it again, it tastes just as good as the first time I had it. Um, it's a little different for me in that my last memory of it was on Nitro, so it tastes a little... F- flat compared to the nitro which is a little thicker and creamier but it's still really tasty it's got a little bit of the chocolatey notes that come with the stout in that uh that roastiness but nothing nothing overpowering nothing to the point where you're gonna go like that's really strong i don't want to drink any more of it it's another solid beer from 1940s that you know charlie's beers tend to finish pretty clean and i like that yeah, and they're, I don't think we've really stated yet, uh, but they're all, like, super clear. I mean, this is a stout, so I can't see through it, but there's definitely no haze in this beer whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, as you pour it out, you can kind of see the beer. You know, when you pour a hazy beer out, you can see it looks cloudy as you pour it. But as you pour this, it's just a nice, clear liquid. Very, and you can also tell through the color, it's very even. Yeah, you know when you get a hazy beer, the the light kind of refracts off of the you know the haze part. So this is 
you know, you can tell right away that it's one solid color. I like it. Um, I'm not picking up the vanilla that I may have had last time, but that might just be me today. It's yeah, the vanilla is not very prevalent in the flavor. I get it mostly in the aroma. Right. Um, but I mean, again, it's a nice drinking beer. Um, I think it'd be a good beer to do. It's a great example of a stout. It's may not really stand out from the pack. It's not, maybe not one that I'm going to go to people and say, you need to try this one to really excite people about a stout. But if they're going to the 1940s and they say, hey, what's a good one to have? I'm going to tell them that they should make this one part of their flight and enjoy it. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I would like to, I, I know that uh, Guinness isn't a milk stout, but I would like to taste this next to a Guinness, just out of curiosity. And it's not really rele- relevant to how good it is as a, uh, a milk stout. It's just more interesting to me for, you know, friends of mine who, you know, say, well, you know, I like Guinness. You know, right. What, what's, what is like Guinness? And you know, there's a million different types of stouts, but it's, it's hard to always compare it. When you say stout, somebody thinks Guinness. Yeah, they definitely do. Or, you know, if you're in the Southampton public cast, they're going to tell you that a porter is like a, uh, a Guinness, even though that they're two completely different things. Yes, yeah. that's that's true. We were uh, we were out there, and we we the man food there is good. I, I enjoyed my uh, my food quite a, quite a the bit. The beer, beer the beer was quite good the, too, the, but it was interesting when the, when yeah. the yeah, <laughs> yeah the, uh, the craft the craft beer that I've had that's closest to a Guinness to me was the um, was the the brewery that closed over by the mall. Oh, uh, John, John, John Harvard. Oh man, they made a dry. They made a a dry Irish stout that was really close to Guinness and kind of the consistency and the flavor of it. Well, yeah, that's what uh, uh, right, right, and it was clearly attempting to be that. Yeah, and I understand that, but it had a certain kind of freshness and that new, you know, that that younger beer flavor, and that was the closest to it that I've had from a craft brewery. Yeah, at least locally, there. I don't know of any brewery that is producing dry Irish stouts, so right. That's why, you know, it's kind of in that neighborhood, but it's not the same thing. Do you think it's possible that that sometimes they people avoid doing that specific type of beer because it will be compared? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, one of the reasons why I bring it up is I, I'm, I, I, it's kind of been a theme for me. I always, I'm think, always thinking about how. You know, I got into craft beer, and how I got into craft beer is weird with the whole, you know, sour thing. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, I found a sour beer. I liked it, and I'm, I don't think that's the gateway for most people. So I have a lot of um, older friends that I play golf with, and they have, know I have a podcast, and most of them don't know how to download it. But some, <laughs> I doubt any of them are listening. If you why are, are you throwing pods into the lake? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I get it. If any. <laughs> If anybody, if anybody, any of them are listening, hello, West Sable Men's Golf Club, but it, uh, I doubt it. But anyway, I, you know, we, we were out at our final out and we were all talking about Guinness and one of the guys is, uh, is from Ireland. And okay. I, I mentioned to him that, uh, you know, I think that some of the, some of the stouts and some of the things being made are, are better than Guinness. And he, you know, he got, wanted, he wanted to fight me and, and of course and, you know, he he's did. way better golfer than me. So I just let him go. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's, it's interesting to me to compare those beers to, um, or compare it rather, compare the beers we're drinking to beers people know. Right. You should have just said. You should have just told them. Listen, Mick, 
me and my trusty six iron here are going to smack you upside the head. All right? What do you want to do about it? He, he, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I've never seen you shoot a six iron. Come on. Like, you, just, just use that one. No one cares about it. <laughs> All right. How about we uh, wrap up the Sinner's Mass here and actually give it some ratings? Um, for me, I'm going to go with a, I guess, a growler. I think I want to go with a growler on it. I like it enough that I want to keep drinking it. Um, I'm going to have it a couple days in a row and be really happy about it. I'm going to give Kevin a big hug because this is the first episode in, you know, at least three where he hasn't tried to give me some ass backwards rating of like a, you know, a, a you know, a, a half a growler plus a quarter of a pint or something. So uh, thank you. I appreciate you making my show note life a lot easier. Yeah. Cause it's so hard to write one word. <laughs> I copy and paste it most of the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what's your thoughts on the uh, the Sinner's Mass? Again, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a bomber on Sinner's Mass because I can certainly have two of these. But again, I like so many of 1940s beers. I'm gonna want something else as well. So I'll have two pints of this, and then I'll be looking for a pint of something else. I'm gonna have to start giving ratings before Mark says, and sound like I'm just like on his jock. But I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going bomber also. Well, we know you are. It's okay. <laughs> He's my he's my new uh, my new crush. I texted like you know way more than my wife. You're the new Pete, by the way. <laughs> my my uh, the previous that, person that I, I texted this often was Pete. Please don't turn into Pete. <laughs> uh, by the way, I never get a chance to see Pete anymore, and that's why I don't want Mark to turn into Pete. Oh, okay, cool. I was wondering which which negative part of Pete there was. There are a lot of them, and he'll admit that. So okay. I just was wondering I, I which one. Pete. I love Pete. He's I do guy. too. I you know he's a good guy, but he'll probably never hear this. So we could always, you know, I won't pay, I won't pay math Pete on the on there. I won't do it. You just won't do it. No airing of grievances. No, nope. Festivus is passed. It must wait till next year. So I'm also also going to go bomber. And um, with that, I wanted to mention that uh, our friend Michelle, the uh, the brew babe, she had mentioned that. Uh, very soon, there's going to be some distribution beyond their uh, their their tasting room for uh, 1940. So I'd follow them on Instagram and you know all the other social meds and yep. uh, check out when you know when where you can get them. In addition to that, they're going to be at an event that we're also going to attend. They're going to be serving beer. We're merely attending. Uh, hold hold on, just one second there. Do you know if he's going to be distributing like kegs to to bars or if he's going to be selling you know bombers at farmers markets or to beer distributors do you know kind of what the distribution that he's doing no is? idea nope i uh, uh the didn't only get that kind of information no I, I did not um there were not not a lot of details i just know that when i when i was picking it up they, they mentioned that they would have distribution fairly soon okay so um you know they I, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that now when there is distribution we are going to you know mention it on uh, on our social media as well so if you follow oh, yeah, us absolutely. we'll tell them but you should follow them too and find out you know when they have uh new beers to try or, or anything else and as i was mentioning before we're going to be at the same event the uh it's for rock the rocky point artisan artisan breweries, artisan breweries cask uh festival. nano cask nano festival, cask. Yeah. oh nano cask sorry now we're getting to the whole metric thing again let's do it i don't know is that metric? i don't know that it necessarily is all right i think it's just I think it's like imperial. It just means tidy, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, you just throw it out there for whatever. It you certainly want. is a metric prefix meaning one one thousandth, I believe. All right, cool. So at least I'm 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 all the way up until that point, you know. But anyway, yeah. So cool event. I've heard of it. This is the first time we're actually be attending it, but I'm really looking forward to it. 
So I'm guessing, like I had asked Mark this earlier, I'm guessing that you know Rocky Point is going to be opening some of the cask beers that they have uh, they have set up. And uh, in addition to that, there are uh, going to be several other um, attendees, including 1940s. I'm going to bring up the list now, which I probably should have done before we started recording. But you well, know, I'm not that great at the helm well, here. Well, you uh, look that up real quick. Uh, Mark and I have both mentioned a few times that we uh, that there's other beers at 1940s that we really like. So, what's one of the other beers from 1940s that you're a big fan of? Well, well I. You had mentioned the Michelle Jean earlier. That's, That's a right. good one. It's and what like, kind of beers? That's a saison, right? Yeah, and it's got. Uh, they they use a uh, Belgian candy sugar in that one, and the candy sugar certainly comes through on it. I I really enjoy it. It's uh, light and refreshing. But I also love their 838, which is the Roggen beer, which I was talking about before as well. That's it, also very good. Yeah, the uh, the 838. I remember having it. That was that was really tasty as well. I think the other one that I uh, that I enjoyed was probably their Arsenal that they've uh, that they're a big fan of. That's their English IPA. Okay, yeah. And um, that one's a ta- that one's a tasty beer. It's got a little bit of the uh, you know the, the English hops. I tend to enjoy a bit more than the uh, than the American uh, piney hops. Yeah, and English IPAs definitely aren't. Uh usually as bitter or at least as harsh as the the west coast style is this where i mentioned that i i like english ipas because i've tried one of them yes, yes. okay i just wanted to make that sure was I called a setup there. just also okay. i figure i should i don't know if there's still any available but i do know that 1940s just started a mug club so okay if, mug clubs uh, are always a good thing we've interested you in the brewery that's certainly something worth looking into i feel bad because while i was there i picked up a sheet meaning to mention that i'm glad you did it's uh it's pretty i think it's a pretty good deal if you're if you're in the area and you you, you go there often i think it's 75 dollars. you get a numbered mug i'm pretty sure that uh, brick house did or does something similar brick house has a mug they club have too money. i don't know yeah. the particulars on it. and um you get a dollar off pints a dollar off 32 ounce um fills and a two dollars off 64 ounce fills i'm not sure i if i'm remembering correctly and i'm not mistaking it with mustache there's also um potentially member only beers but i'm not 100 percent sure i know mustache does that but i'm not sure if they do um if you're interested certainly check out 1940s on their social meds i know they've been uh posting the information there and you'll also be able to find out if they still have any uh slots available yeah their website is uh 1940s that's 1940sbrewingcompany.com and uh their tasting room is open for uh thursday friday saturday and sunday Thursday and Friday they're open three to nine, and Saturday they're open uh, twelve to six. So you, there's definitely plenty of opportunity to stop in there, and we've been in that uh, in that tasting room, and it's a nice tasting room. It's it's not super tiny, but it's not overly big. They use some old barrels as uh, bar tables. Some and, tables, yeah. Uh, it's a nice, good. It's got a nice big bar in there. Yeah, they they have a nice big bar, and also pro tip. If you've never been there before, you don't know any better. Right down the road on Lincoln Avenue, which is 1940s is on Lincoln Avenue. If you go south on Lincoln Avenue, cross over Vets Highway, right on your right-hand side, Spider Bite Brewing Company. And, you know, that's something I was thinking about as we were prepping for this episode, that they are so close. And it would be walking distance if it what didn't include crossing Vets Highway, which 
after visiting a yeah, brewery I, is a poor life choice. Yeah, I, I would not want to cross Vets Highway on foot, period. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, you know, no. drinking, not drinking. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's doing that on foot is not a good life choice, but it definitely they definitely are close enough that you could make a you could make the trip to go visit the two of them right in a row. Oh yeah. It's uh it's really worthwhile. It's a nice it's a nice little afternoon. All right, so I, I was finally able to pull up the uh, the list. It should not have been this hard. This All right. is totally on me. Go, go, get your Google Foo. Okay, so the event is at uh, is on January 28th. It's uh, The normal time is from 1 to 5. They are offering VIP tickets from 12 to 1. Um, the breweries are 1940s, Port Jeff Brewing Company, St. James Brewery, Mustache, Blind Bat, uh, Big Alice, Barrage, Bellport Brewing, Transmitter Brewing, which I'm not familiar with, they're, looks like they're from uh, Long Island City. Of course, Rocky Point Art Artisanal Brewery. And uh, we have Garden, Garden of Eve, Eve Farm, Farm Brewery, Brewery yep. and Po' Boy Brewery. All right. I mean, a couple of those I haven't heard of. Garden of Eden, you said? Garden of Eve. Eve. Uh, Garden of Eve, I haven't, heur- I haven't heard of. Uh, nor have I heard of Po' Boy Brewing. But uh, I love Po' Boys, so that's a step in the right direction for me. Yeah, Poboy Brewing is uh, a guy that I've known about for a long time, but I've never been able to have any of his beers because I haven't been at the particular festivals he's been pouring. But uh, much like uh, Paul at Blind Bat, he's suffered many a setback in trying to find a permanent place for to set up his tasting uh, room and whatnot. So. Yeah, the real estate venue on Long Island is always a difficult task. Yeah, so hopefully he finds a permanent home fairly soon because... From what I've heard, he's making some good stuff as well, so I'm looking forward to having whatever he's uh, pouring from the cask at the event. Yeah, he's always good. Um, Paul's also probably going to have some interesting stuff. He always has uh, an interesting variety of flavors. Yeah, hopefully he's got something with smoked malt in it because uh, I love me some smoked malt, and Blind Bat is certainly the only one on the island that regularly produces anything with smoked malt right, i'm wondering if he found like Justin, seven more versions of basil malt again <laughs> <laughs> i'm wondering if he finds anything he finds any more additional varieties of basil to throw in the honey basil uh, I, I don't know it might be the wrong time of year for that so we'll see what he's got but yeah definitely looking forward to it uh i don't know if it's inside or outside but uh hopefully by then we'll all be, better be inside with any like it's inside but yeah so my point is is uh keep an eye out for us hopefully by then we'll all be wearing some matching t-shirts so you'll be able to find us without a problem um, you'll be able to find me without a problem i'm i'm large and loud yeah yeah but the thing is is there's you're not the only large and loud person at the uh, you know craft beer festivals on long island listen you I mean was, I am not if, a unique snowflake? No. If anybody <sighs> needs to find Justin, I will give them instructions on how to find oh, you. Oh, my God. Because I have great descriptions of you, and I can get people that have not even met you ever to find you in a drunken stupor. But that's a story for another night. Yeah, that's uh, like our previous podcast where I'm pretty sure that uh, I didn't want to tell that story. Kevin doesn't, probably doesn't want to tell this one that's on the okay. air. That's okay. We'll save that one for another night. When I, maybe it's a third or fourth episode that we're recording that night. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's right. Vegas, baby. All right. And on that note, I think it's time to wrap up 1940s. Go visit Charlie. He's in Holbrook, New York. And uh, guys got anything else? I just want to, uh, before we sign off, say thank you. While, while I was there, they were uh, very nice and hospitable and, and really I seem to be excited to be on the podcast. So I hope that uh, I hope they're happy with uh, 
the uh, the beer, and uh, I know I am. Absolutely. Cheers, everyone. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.